0: Hello, and welcome to Mindful You at Naropa, a podcast presented by Naropa University in Boulder, Colorado. I'm your host, David Devine, and it's a pleasure to welcome you. Joining the best of Eastern and Western educational traditions, Naropa is the birthplace of the modern mindfulness movement. Before this podcast gets started, I wanted to introduce a three-part series. I recently traveled to Baltimore, Maryland to catch up with the Holistic Life Foundation crew, Ali, Ottman, and Andy, who I interviewed last year at Naropa University when they came to the school to give a talk. Over that time, we became friends and began talking about what it would actually look like if I came to Baltimore and in the conversation with principals, teachers, kids, and volunteers of their programs. My conversations were so profound and enlightening, here's what I found. This podcast series is number three of three, with me interviewing the teachers, staff, and kids of the Holistic Life Foundation program. So can you guys just do me a favor and just introduce yourselves? Let me know who you are, what you do
1: in the program. I'm Jamar Pete, Jamar Malcolm Pete. I got three first names. Everyone usually calls me Pete. I was a part of the first like the first program that started up back eighteen ish years ago. Oh, wow,
0: eighteen years ago. Yeah.
1: Okay. And we were like in fourth, fifth grade maybe, eighteen and like twenty ish of us, okay. uh, all guys at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was I'm not too sure what the school had planned when they invited the guys so apparently they were supposed, supposed to be doing so many other different, different things like football or like soccer or something like enrichment activity yeah. but they uh insisted on teaching them like you know stress reduction and you know like calming and just high intensity energy like level like just reduction of with yeah. any kind of area of that um just to calm people down instead of like fire them up with like you know aggressive sports so they insisted on doing teaching us yoga or yoga and mindfulness. Okay. I viewed it more as yoga because at the time I was just mainly just focused on yoga. Uh-huh. So I'm a yoga and mindfulness instructor. Okay. And how did you find your way to that position? Well, I mean, you know, after being introduced and like hanging out with the guys so often, they started a workforce development program that okay. um, Monty and myself was involved in. Okay. Where it was a bunch of the core group of guys who like stuck around and like volunteered even after like, I guess, our Time had passed, mm-hmm. and we ended up you know, like volunteering and then started up being able to get compensated for our work. So that's pretty much how it brought us to here for okay. all the training and stuff. So, at the moment, you're a mindfulness instructor, yes, for the youth. Okay, like pretty much like a resource.
0: Yeah, cool. Well, it's good to have you on the podcast. And you, sir, so introduce yourself, <laughs> tell us what you do.
2: My name, Ramon, Adon for short. I grew up in West Baltimore. I'm a Mindful Moments yoga instructor. We started out with people from the same neighborhood, well, it was at the Peace Group, but we started out with a bunch of us from the same neighborhood, Mm -hmm. terrorizing the neighborhood. We was in a gang, being bad, you know, just problem children. Yeah, Seeing the guys. On a porch one day, and it was like, "Hey, instead of y'all putting y'all energy into something negative, how about y'all come and do something positive?" Mm-hmm. So we was like, "We we'll give it a shot," and it was crazy because our mothers at the time, <laughs> you know, our mother, she just let us. Yeah, she just let us go for real. So we all went down to the YMCA, packed the Andy Toyota Corolla like twelve deep. We got there, we started off. They ain't say nothing about yoga at first. So we got there, played basketball. Some of us went swimming. We did our homework right after we you know, did our sports activities. Then we went upstairs to the dance room. So we like, hey, what are we in the dance room for? We get up there, Ali, like, yeah, we about to do some yoga. So we started all looking at each other like, yo, What the
1: fuck? What is yoga?
2: We ain't ready to do no yoga. That's for women. So yeah. like, he broke down the signs to us and, you know, how it can help us play sports, help us get better, help us mm-hmm. breathe better, et cetera. So we just fell for it and then got into it, and it was great.
0: Nice. And what do you do at this moment with HLF?
2: So at this moment, with HLF, I'm a mindful moment yoga instructor. Okay. Yes. Awesome. So we pretty much like facilitate
1: a mindful moment room and like different schools. And also like uh, after school programs where we're there like throughout the course of the entire day, school day. Yeah. So just being like, you know, a resource or outlet whenever, you know, a crisis happened with a child, just to like get them back into that comfortable state so they can go back and just maintain education instead yeah. of being sent home or, you know, sent away from the school or whatever. Just so don't, you know, that they're not missing out on their education or learning yeah. itself.
2: That's awesome. Just giving them tools that they need to prosper and be better in life. Yeah. We do hold yoga classes too sometimes okay. throughout yes. the day.
1: You said you
0: were the first program and then there was a second program. Can you explain that? Like, what does that actually mean?
2: So basically, when they came back from college, uh-huh. they had a plan, they had a mission, and they mm-hmm. wanted to achieve it. Yeah. They linked up with Pete's school, and Pete's, I guess, principal gave them. Some students that you know was going to do some things, and yeah, they started teaching yoga to them, so that was the first group, okay, and then the second group came out of nowhere. It was just a bunch of a group of kids in the neighborhood that was like problem children terrorizing the neighborhood, and they mm-hmm. wanted to change that, so we was the second group, yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. so we were at a uh, at our elementary school, so it was an after school program. Uh-huh. So we were stationed at like the same school. Okay. And then um, there was like a first year program, and then we like I guess moved on to like middle school, grade six through eight. Okay. And we all kind of like branched out instead of going to the same school, mm-hmm. like that core group. So they try to get you know track down data just to see like all the stuff that they were you know presenting to us were like at least effective in our life or at least like would be mm-hmm. beneficial see if it worked, if they can continue it. They continue with the after-school program, but they had to find a different location, which was the YMCA. Okay. And then, um, so this was like, I guess, six through seven continuous the uh, following years. Mm-hmm. And then um, they were getting all these like, Allegations in our neighborhood about what's going on with the kids and everything. And then um, they got Monty's and his group's attention, which was like two years younger than us. Okay. Their generation, who was like in there, like based out of their neighborhood. Yeah. And got them, you know, involved in the program where we were the, uh, this was like, I guess my eighth grade year. But then once we kind of like went to, High school, my group, I guess, branched off even more and started getting involved in like extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. So then we started to like volunteer, as in, like just come back and like help out. Also be like, uh, you know, a model of the practices with Monty's group. Yeah, because you were the
0: first group. So essentially, you were a model for Monty's group. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And like the big,
1: like big brother. And bringing yeah. kids in and exactly. like helping them out
0: and God, you're just like the older brother.
1: Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's, but it's it was a big awesome. difference though in, uh-huh. in the groups just because mm-hmm.
2: their group was
1: based on constructed yeah, and this was just like, like all right we need this like you know, you're gonna make something happen out of it the- yes yeah, so okay we but, were just guys my group was just guys and the, okay. their, their group was like but neighborhoods guys and girls and mm-hmm.
0: like it's just kind of whoever was in the neighborhood exactly was interested so you said you like walked by his patio and saw it
2: right yeah Is that- basically no like with Pete Group, what do you mean by that Like they branched off to different schools. Uh-huh. It, it happened to us too. Okay. But the only thing that kept us together basically was we were in the same neighborhood as them. Yeah. So yeah. some of us. I don't know how the school system works in other cities, but in Baltimore, when you elementary school, you know, it's kind of like the same people around the neighborhood. But yeah. when you go to middle school, it's different middle schools in different neighborhoods. Okay. So you transfer it to whatever middle school your mother wants you to go to or your closest zone school. Mm-hmm. So some parents will lie and say, you know, I want my kid to go to this school because it's a yeah. good school, et cetera. Uh-huh. So with my group, it was all of us was based in the same neighborhood. So we all lived together. And one day we was, uh, <laughs> we was outside and one of my, you know lost friends, Tay, I would say. He had a pit bull, and his pit bull would chase us around the neighborhood all the time. <laughs> so we'd be jumping on people's cars, and you know, yeah. just, whatever we wanted to do, like, we had no kids. Sounds it was dangerous. Like, nobody was watching us, we <laughs> was free. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. the dog started chasing us one day, and... <laughs> I don't know, somehow it led us straight to in front of 2008, which is Avenue in and the old place or whatever. Uh-huh. So it was a lady, Miss Marvel. She was an older lady. We was jumping on her car, trying to get away from the dub. Uh-huh. So she ain't kid just because, you know, she's like, are y'all jumping on my car? No, yeah. et cetera. I've heard this story before. Yeah. But not from you. <laughs> <laughs> so I ain't yeah. going to lie to you. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. We was Please being disrespectful. Do. We was like, you.
1: Yeah. O-B,
2: get out of our face, et cetera. And mind you, we, you know, fifth grade, some yeah, of us in sixth yeah. grade, et cetera. So I and them come outside, like... You hear me? they hear us cussing at it and disrespecting it. we go on top of her car, that's what you gotta realize. Like, we literally yeah. jumped on top of her car, <laughs> leaving dents, uh-huh. not can. There's a dog scratching on her car, <laughs> oh, leaving scratches on the car. And we just ain't, like, you know, we was kid free, I would say. Yeah. So, we was just like, uh, he was like, Yeah, hey, come on, man, stop doing that. If that y'all putting your energy into t- to something negative, how about y'all do something positive? Yeah, and we at first we was like, We looked at him crazy, but like, I don't know why, but we just respected if, them more. if the if I
1: guess the way they present themselves like in, on a positive manner more like direction instead of like telling you down mm-hmm. or anything yeah
2: like join us yeah, yeah.
1: it's an invitation mm-hmm. yeah
2: and oh. see you figured out the difference she was telling us like y'all need to uh, uh, and they was you know listen this is not right just trying to explain to us that it wasn't right
0: i love that thank <laughs> you for sharing all right so what is your experience teaching mindfulness and yoga with the kids in the schools? How do you feel as a teacher, as a mentor, as like someone who's showing someone how to do something? How does that show up for you?
1: In a way, it gives you accountability, responsibility, and it's like rewarding because... Mm. I don't know, you're slightly viewed as someone bigger than you may think you are. I just like your presence of just walking around and like yeah. everyone's like, oh, hey, like, you know, super excited to see you. And like yeah. even when they don't want to see you, it's still like afterwards, you know, after all the confrontation, it's yeah. like the relief of like, oh, yeah, thank you, you know, like that connection, yeah. Um, you definitely feel it. So okay. that's the biggest reward is like eternally, it's automatic, like automatically feel everything you just put yourself into, but you literally did nothing. Yeah. But tell them everything that, about themselves. I mean, All did you do
0: nothing? Because you're holding space for kids to authentically showcase themselves. That you know is what true. I mean? Yeah. And they're like super thankful for that. And they're showing that to you. And I think you're doing something.
1: Yeah, I guess in, in a better way <laughs> to reword it, you're showing them things that they have been doing and then they're capable of doing with, yeah. without any guidance, you know, because a lot yeah. of th- the biggest thing is control. Self control is like you can't control yourself. You're always gonna need someone to control you. Yeah. No one likes to be told what to
0: do. True. Yeah. You're empowering them to make their own decisions that are good decisions.
1: And that's where it all started with the get off the car or how about you, you know, do something positive with your Mm -hmm. energy instead of negative. So like that invitation itself. Oh, that sounds so good. What about you?
2: So like for me it's just I always wanted to give back. So me giving back to, or oh, I look at myself and all the children, no matter mm-hmm. what their gender is, size, mm-hmm. whatever. I see myself in them, and I try to put on the role that I'm not your teacher or I'm not your parent, right? I'm somebody here that's leading you to, leading you and giving you tools that, you yeah. know, you could take and apply to your daily life, right? Yeah. So with that being said, it's like, I don't put the hammer down on them, like, you, you know how you're teaching your parent, and it's like, you don't need a, I vibe yeah. with them. And yeah, that's how I, you know, have quality control. Yeah,
0: <laughs> there's a certain sort of ease with having the roles that you have and not being a parent, not being like a sibling. You have like a very special role that you can insert some like wisdom and some knowledge and some encouragement to these kids and yeah. let them know like you are capable of making good decisions.
2: Mm-hmm. And what's unique about it is that we all come about it our own different way. Yeah, so it's never the same, even yeah. though we have a script to go by. It's never the same.
0: Yeah, show me the uniqueness of each of you. You know what I mean? Because it's like I don't, I don't want that like similar stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, like, Leave no, that over there. Yeah, like, no, no robots. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's pretty genuine. And this, I feel like schools can be a little bit of robotic. Yeah. So the fact that you're bringing these mindfulness practices to kids, it helps them get away from that a little mm-hmm. bit.
2: Just release some stress a little bit. Yeah,
0: and it sounds like they create community. Like, you two are friends, and you were in the first session, you were in the second session. Mm -hmm. But within that, you've become friends, and there's, like, a community that is growing of the mindful
2: empowerment. But it was different, though, because... I didn't see Peter as a friend. He was like a a big brother, somebody that you know I looked up to because I love sports. So yeah. I was a sports guy. And he okay. was just like a sports star. So it's like okay. it's more than just like a friend and you connecting with somebody. It's like mm-hmm. it goes deeper than that. It's like a role model that you can actually look up to and see doing the right thing instead of sitting on the block trying to mm. make money and a quick hustle all day. So yeah, it was something different. like jumping on people's cars. And yeah, because <laughs> <up>. nobody <laughs> can't, It was just like go ahead, y'all free, do what you no, wanna do. No one's gonna stop you. <laughs>
0: So since teaching these practices, the mindfulness, the yoga, and having like a cohort of kids that are teaching and learning with you, what have you noticed shift within how they react with how they interact and who they are becoming? What have you noticed? It sounds like uh, what I'm noticing with your conversation of taking the program is you've all had a transition a shift within your hearts and your souls and your minds or just within the way you act
1: what do you notice within the kids that you teach the main thing is you know we're doing this job like dealing with people problems and you know not necessarily giving them advice but just allowing them to tap into their own thoughts to see Mm -hmm. like you know weigh out their own options and their decisions before they make them the more you hold on, I mean, you, you attach yourself to an outcome, then like that becomes stressful, and then you're not, and it's not genuine anymore, yeah. and then it's also stressful on the other end of the person that's dealing with the actual problem. Mm-hmm. So just knowing that you may not see the results, but one thing I have noticed is like the maturity that gained from some of my students that I've interacted with. Mm-hmm. Just a simple um, the same situation, but a different outcome of. A consequence whenever you redirect it, yeah, yeah. it may not be as like high volume it may be like a little less or it may not may still be some unnecessary you know causes but it's not yeah. what we were working with and we yeah. see that and we also you know allow them to acknowledge that as well like well mm-hmm. you know last time we had you, you know this happened you threw a chair out the window and like well this time <laughs> you know you just slammed your book on the desk like it's you yeah. know just uh, noting that you know and allowing them to understand that mm-hmm. triggers of like in the heat of the moment or like what's causing that. So like catch you at six before you get to 10.
0: Oh, what a tool, what a powerful tool. What about you? One more time. What have you noticed in the kids'
1: behavior
0: or actions, interactions with others that has shifted since starting the program when you teach them?
2: So remember how I was telling you in the beginning, like we didn't care? Yeah they start to care now. So they start oh. to feel in their heart like, you know, this was wrong. I need to, yeah. you know, step up and do something better. So I had a student last week. She's always <laughs> over the top. So, you know, I accept her yeah. for who she is because uh-huh. you got to understand we're coming from different backgrounds. Like, you know, people, yeah. parents are sitting in their room and be on their phone on social media all day or talking mm-hmm. on the phone to their homegirl. Like, girl, you know how many niggas and, you know how, like, I'm talking yeah. about how many people they've been with, and it's like, it's real life things that they're hearing, and they they living it, you feel me, from what they're hearing from their parents. Yeah. So it's like, they start to care more, they start to understand more, they start to, uh, mm. you know, vibrate to you more, I would say. Start to be a reflection image of who yeah. you are. So if I walk up to somebody and smack them, then it's something different.
0: Yeah, like the growing of self-awareness is becoming more thicker and becoming empowered to make your own decisions and realizing like your decisions affect others, whether it be affecting you in a month or two or it affects your your family, your community or whatever. Like your decisions have effects. Mm -hmm. And the fact that what it sounds like is how you said is stopping them at six instead of 10. Realizing the anger you are about to have or our sort of showing will have an effect. Yeah.
1: Same so, yeah. one per way. That's how they be. And the biggest is because, like you were saying, like it how it has an effect on others, but the biggest is always going to come back to you. So mm-hmm. just how you said, you don't want to deal with it feeling this way now, yeah. the more you head to it. Imagine how you're going to feel when, when you get you t- hit with it. Oh. <laughs> so oh, it's like so you know, it's always going to just come back to you. So Yeah. Woo. You might as well melt that snowball instead of roll it down that snowy hill and make a bigger ball. Yeah. So what do you think the importance is with this work? Why do you think
0: it's important to empower kids with mindfulness and yoga practices? Why? Well, it's what, not just what's kids. What's the deal?
1: It's people, period. You know, like okay. if the world was more mindful, if we thought about before we react, if we, you know, thought about what we said or like how just the word respect, it's just, you know, to look again, like mm-hmm. free is to do something again and spect is to see. So like yeah. if we just had that all around, like the world would be like so much different. I'm not saying which way it can go, yeah. but just... For the crisis and like yeah. the adversity that people are, you know, encountering these days, mm-hmm. and it all starts with like you know our children because like as you mm-hmm. see the world and or I guess think it out if like ten to twenty years from now, not the way it's going, possibly could be going, you you can always stop it at six before it get to ten. I love that analogy. It's so good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. What is the importance of empowering kids with the mindfulness practices, mindfulness techniques, teaching them yoga? Like, why why do they care? Why should they care? Why is it important?
2: Just because we know more about our cell phones. They know more about game systems. They know more about what's coming out new on YouTube or the new fit more than they know about their own body and how it works and mm. how they can control that yeah. and make their own reality. So they just get more of an understanding of what's going on around them and how they can act. And react to a situation. Mm-hmm. But why is that important to know your own body? Just so you can maintain health, you know, so yeah. you can be a better person and mm-hmm. you can live your life better than, you know, what you see on the streets or yeah. what you see on TV. And, you know, you can just be an all around fit person. What I mean by fit, I don't mean active, I mean just living your life right, mm-hmm. treating others right, and being mindful of everything that's around you and being mindful of yourself. Yeah. If you don't know yourself, you're never going to be able to know anyone yeah, else. You will always try to be an it's image true. of somebody else. Like, robot. Yeah. No. We ain't no robots over
0: here. Yeah. I mean, if you don't know who you are, you're literally being someone else, yeah. probably. Everyone else is taken. Yeah. Ooh, I mean, the only person you can be is yourself. Yep. So, I might as well dive deeper into that. Okay. Cool. So, we talked about how it benefits the kids' lives and all that. So tell me how has it benefited your life? What has mindfulness done for you since the practice and application of yoga and mindfulness and also just like taking on a mentor role? Cause I'm sure you were learning the program, you were doing the techniques you were doing like really cool practices. And then you're like, Oh wow, I feel really empowered. And I feel this thing happening. I'm growing within, but then you started teaching, you started being a guidance how has that benefited your life? How's that shown up for you?
1: Well, I'm employed. You know, that's like the biggest yeah. you know, benefit that I've gained. Um, I've gone through uh, tons of trainings, um, met plenty of people, worked alongside of, you know, some great people. I'm also, you know, did a little bit of traveling. I'm nice. gone to Germany, Lebanon. What? Which is pretty pretty cool. Hey. And just, you know, a couple of other places, you know, around the around the yeah. US. Honestly, I don't really think I would have done any of that stuff if I wasn't doing this work, and also mm-hmm. like the knowledge of like myself. Yeah. Uh, you know that's like the biggest thing I've learned and from gaining experience of everything I've, that uh, this work has taught me, and also I've noticed that like I can always learn more, like I'll never know <laughs> enough, and that's like along with like knowing myself, like I don't know because I'm still learning. So yeah. And that's the reward behind it. Yeah, I like that idea that like you can never fill the cup
0: up. Yeah. Just keep it coming. Mm-hmm. Bring it on. All right. You talked about the the kids you work with. But how has it shown up in your life? Why do you keep
2: doing it? I'm a superhuman. You are? I don't think But why? It's deeper than me just saying that I'm yeah. a superhuman. So like mm. I be on a spiritual journey and like You know, I be getting spiritual enlightenment, so I'm starting to learn new things. I I open my mind up to a whole universe of (laughs) information, so it's not just what I've seen on my blog or what somebody could tell me. I do my own studying, and I learn new things. I say, like, I could pinpoint some things. Like, when I was running track, I would do the Breath of Fire before I go to a track meet, right? And it would basically expand my lungs and filter my blood out. So Mm -hmm. I would go there, and I would... I would kick ass, so, yeah, you know, I'm a city it. champ, I got the racket still, et cetera, you feel me? Okay. So, it helped me out on that level. Plus, it was just, it just gave you a sense of, you don't have to be what you see on TV, or you don't have to be what's on your block, you can be your own person, you create your own reality. So, that's what I say, it helped me out, create yeah. my own reality.
0: I really like that, thank you. <laughs> Alright, this question is sort of like a curveball, but I'm just curious, how do you define mindfulness? And what does it mean to you? Because, like, it's just this word that keeps being said. But what does it actually mean? You know, we can look in the dictionary and look at what that means. But what does it mean to you?
2: Basically, mindfulness to me means being aware of yourself, your surroundings, mm-hmm. and how you treat others. That's the main key. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the golden rule always been treat others how you want to treat yourself. Yeah. So I would say mindfulness to me is just being aware of yourself, being aware of your surroundings, and being aware of how you treat others. And just knowing that it's more out here. Yeah. You know,
1: summed it up. I'm gonna be I guess take a little shortcut. Okay. Mindfulness to me is, you know, just being where your feet are. Where yeah. a lot of people talk about what they used to do in the past, you know, like but you we already gone past that. And if you keep looking back, you're gonna run into something. Or what you're doing I'm about to do in the future. Oh yeah, I'm about to do that, procrastinating. Yeah. You keep looking forward, you're gonna trip over something. So like keeping <laughs> your eyes on your feet and just being aware of you yeah. know what's going on in the present moment yeah i really
0: resonate with both of those so yeah that's uh, putting yeah, yeah, us that in the ball Ugh. you that's know what a, that's I, what I, make us one i think yeah. that should be the dictionary definition <laughs> right there i really like that though like where your feet are because a lot of people are thinking about oh i'm doing mindfulness it'll help me in the future i'm doing mindfulness i should have done mm-hmm. this in the past but it's like doing mindfulness for this present moment
1: mm-hmm. and
0: i love how you highlighted that because it's crucial yeah. you know and my brain just keep going keep going, yeah. keep going it never
2: stops so you gotta settle your brain yeah. You, for yeah be
0: and we are the owners of our thoughts and the quality of our thoughts yeah. and so it's when we learn how to regulate what is happening in our mind mm-hmm. and if we get a thought we don't like we're just like nah get out of here yeah like pff,
1: you ain't welcome don't hold' mm-hmm. a conviction yeah you know, let it like go. speaking of that like the biggest thing is when a student comes up to you and he'll be like hey what, what's going on what happened and you're like just uh, that person uh, stepped in my shoes, so and it made me hit him. I was like, oh, the person jumped in your body and made you hit him, or like that person has strings <laughs> above you and you just pop. And they're like, no, and then they like, realize like, oh, I I did yeah. that, and like just that control of like mm. mind body, like yoga union yeah. mind mm. body that thing right there, and yeah. just just like allowing you know kids because they're super advanced but it's mm-hmm. you know what they bring their awareness to back to like the mindfulness yeah. and you know it's just like where I'm about to buy a new camera the Canon 500 once I looked at all the gadgets and features on that camera now I'm starting to see that camera everywhere commercials on like shows or wherever yeah. you know that's cuz my awareness is on to that certain thing so bringing that awareness yeah. to your breath is just you know mm. first, life begins with your first breath it ends with your last ultimate life force yeah and it's just like you know we've been told to use our breath all the time you go to the doctors yeah. get your um, vitals and your heart rate to put the device yeah. on your chest tell you to breathe Ooh. the breath is the longest relationship you
0: will ever have with anything with anything yeah that's crazy all right so i got I'm one to use that i'm going to use that <laughs> you can have it it's yours <laughs> that was a freestyle so i got one more question and then we're good but this is fun i'm really enjoying it yeah all me too first. me too Okay, so my last question is: Do you have any advice from everything that you've been doing with the teaching and the mentoring, and like going through the program yourselves, and now like you're in this like different position, like mm-hmm. leading, helping people? Do you have any advice? Like, what is a rule that you like to tell kids?
1: Personal practice mm-hmm. is like the biggest. Whereas, though, like, just because you teach it all the time, does not necessarily mean you're getting that same dose of you know, fuel at restart that you're, you you yeah. also need, because, yeah. you know, like our teachers always say, like, you can't just keep giving, 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 you got to reward yourself or you're going to drain, mm. you know, and oh, um, also, like, with practice, practice makes progress not perfect, because you can practice <laughs> all the time and still be bad, so, like, you know, but you yeah. can practice and progressively get a little better. Personal practice is, like, the biggest I can give anyway. <laughs> yeah, more you practice, the less you suck. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you might not be better, but you're going to suck less. Yes. All right,
2: what kind of advice do you give us? Best advice I would say is just to believe in yourself, right? Yeah. I'm talking about literally believing yourself. So you can go Mm. to the gym, and if you put in your mind that, oh, I can't shoot that basketball, right? You're not going to ever be able to shoot that basketball, right? But if you Mm. go to the gym every day and say, you know what? I'm going to get this. I believe in myself. Then you're going to be able to get better and get better and get better. So just believe in yourself, and then follow your practice, and you'll be good.
0: Yeah, and like personal progress, too. It's like you're not going to change everything in one day. Yeah. Time takes time sometimes. Yeah. Pile your
1: individuality. You know, yes. Mm-hmm. All, All
0: right. So. so that is our session. I really appreciate you guys speaking with me. It was it was such a pleasure. I talked to these guys like a year ago, and I've heard some of these stories, but in a different. Light, yeah, a different perspective. And then it's just really cool to kind of round it off and talk to some of the people who are mentoring the kids and who have a position in a leadership role. It's just really cool. I'm like feeling this program right now. And I, and I, I, I see why it's so beneficial for the school and the kids. And you're just giving them things that like there isn't out there, especially in an educational facility. They're not teaching them how to love themselves. They're teaching them math. hmm you know what I mean? And you guys are teaching them something that they may never forget. And I don't mm-hmm. think you should forget that. <clears throat> you know, that's super powerful.
2: Yeah. And I just really appreciate the work you do. So thank you so much. Thank so, you. Thank you for having one us. One more thing though, they, they don't them teach them how to survive in the real world. Yeah. They don't. Self-care. So, they don't yeah. teach you at all. So Yeah. Because yeah.
0: having compassion for oneself is a good mechanism to survive. Yeah. You know? That's the one. But people don't think that they're like, no, nah, I just got to like, cut you down first. Yeah. No, uh-uh.
2: no, that ain't the way to go. Cause it's going to come right. back to you. Remember that it's going to come back yeah. to you. Thank you too for having us. And yeah. you know, I pray peace, blessings, prosperity, you know, everything come your way. Awesome.
1: Namaste. Mic
2: drop. <laughs> Welcome
0: to the podcast. Thank you. It's good to speak with you. So tell us your name and tell us your position and how long have you been teaching with the program?
3: Okay, so my name is Deanna Martinez, and uh-huh. I've been with Holistic Life Foundation for about two years now. What do you I teach? am a yoga instructor. You're in yoga. Yes. Do
0: you just do yoga? You don't do the meditation or anything like that?
3: Well, I think it's all incorporated. Okay. Um, just yoga, so it's just yoga, mindfulness, all of it. So I usually primarily work with Mindful Moments here at Patterson High School.
0: Okay, and Mindful Moments is what the program is called. Right.
3: So you have holistic, and they have like a few branches, and one is um, their mindful moments, which is basically in the school system. Okay, and then they have other nice. ones like holistic me, which is after school programs and the summer camp. So mindful okay. moments is usually, I believe, in the school system during cool. okay. the school day.
0: And right now we are in the mindful moment yes, room. Yes, we are. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So we're we're being mindful in the moment. Yes. Cool. How did you get involved with HLF? Where did you hear it from? How did you get to the position you were at?
3: So I was into mindfulness maybe in my early twenties and I my old mentor actually, she someone who was like, Hey, this is a really cool opportunity. I had just given birth to my son. Okay. I wasn't working for a whole year. Well, we had some coffee and she was like, oh, this is a really good retreat you should look into. And at the time, I wasn't able to go to the retreat. And she's like, hey, you should sign up for this. Okay. And I remember looking it up and the age limit was 24 uh-huh. and I was 23, about to be 24. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could join. I hope yeah. I can. So I reached out to them and they're like, yeah, it's totally cool. Yeah, you yeah. can sign up, join the workforce development program. That's what it was. So okay. it was a summer program. Yeah. So that's how I got involved.
0: Cool. Do you teach your kid? mindfulness yes i or like do yoga, yes little baby yoga <gasps> yes
3: i i do and actually during the mornings we are trying to implement like meditation just mm-hmm. to get him mindful and i know when he has tantrums i usually i'm like just breathe in breathe out just <laughs> breathe so i really try to um you know just okay. get back on track with him <laughs> i like that okay. yes
0: i just had to ask, so i was curious yeah like, <laughs> you have this practice here i'm gonna teach my little boo-boo dance right
3: yes all right
0: <laughs> What is it like teaching mindfulness and practicing this in the schools other than teaching yoga at a yoga studio? You're Mm -hmm. having people come in that kind of want to be there and are paying for it. But then in the schools, you're having kids come to you because they're needing a moment or something like that. How does that show up for you?
3: I love being able to, if I had a choice to teach at a yoga studio or to teach, you know, in um, a school system, I would definitely choose the school system, especially okay. the city here yeah. in Baltimore, especially in Baltimore City. Yes, <laughs> because we do need it. And okay. um, I think that's the goal of Holistic Life Foundation is to yeah. provide these services to underserved communities. Okay. Okay. So I love teaching. I love making connections with the kids. I love just give them tools they need in life yeah. to succeed. When I was here, like I said I graduated from Patterson High School mm-hmm. back in 2009. This was an option for me and I wish I had this. Yeah. And now it's available. I really you know tell them like your principal vance Mm -hmm. and your teacher whoever the class is they're giving you this opportunity they're providing you with these resources that Mm -hmm. are not free to everyone yeah um so we should really take advantage even like take advantage of the 30 minutes you're Mm -hmm. in here you're in a safe spot and all you gotta do is just to lay down listen and meditate just relax yeah. because a lot of them have a lot going on they don't have they sometimes do not feel safe in school they don't have they go nice. home they don't feel safe they don't have a quiet space things like that so i'm like mm-hmm. take advantage of this moment
0: wow okay Yes. yeah i think t- that
3: was like a little long and not to the point but <laughs>
0: no i like it it's all good Since teaching this, have you noticed any shifts with the people that you're working with? What are any stories that come up where someone's like, wow, I'm really noticing this practice is helping me in my schoolwork. It's helping me with my family interactions. Has there been anything that you've noticed while working with kids over time? Yes,
3: I have. So I've been here at Patterson for about two years, and I had a couple of students' names pop in my head. Um, One of them is Donye. She was Mm -hmm. one of our kind of our golden child, I would say, after. She always had a, you know, some kids have an assistant or have someone with them, like kind of like an aide with I'm not really sure the proper name Mm -hmm. she would come in she was known for just fighting all the time Mm -hmm. and she would every time she would be suspended and then we got to sit down with her and really get personal with her after a couple months actually it wasn't even instantly because she was so resistant Mm -hmm. at first and then she didn't have the best home life like a lot of our kids do not yeah Um, she didn't really have an outlet to let all that frustration out Mm So little by little, she would actually request after she was in an argument or actually in a fight, she would mm-hmm. come here. Actually, her counselor would bring her here like, hey, I can't, I don't know what to do with her right now. Can I drop her off here? And we would, you know, talk to her, give her space. And then we would lead her through some breathing exercises, a meditation as mm-hmm. well. And you, she actually enjoyed the asana yoga poses. Okay. And yeah. she ended up being one of our our ambassadors. Okay. Yes. Which we did have that program last year.
0: What does ambassador do?
3: So ambassador they would come in during the lunch period and they would just kinda of like train with us. So they mm-hmm. would just learn breathing exercises, yoga poses, meditating, okay. and we will also give them some time to eat their lunch because it was during their lunch period, they would come uh-huh. in.
0: Cool.
3: So during the second period, they have the announcements. So someone would come over the intercom and we will lead them through mindful moments.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And all of our ambassadors, they would be in their second period and they would lead their class. Okay. So that's initially what an ambassador ambassador to it, that they will lead their class or whatever their second period okay is, was.
0: Ooh, fun yeah okay. <laughs> so why do you think it is important to empower kids with mindfulness like what is it about it why do you feel drawn to this work why is it important to you and why do you think it's important to the kids to understand this
3: i think it's important well i was drawn to this work because i it really helped me after i gave birth to my son all so you the, found
0: it after you had birth? So
3: I practiced before maybe okay. like a couple years when I was 20. That's when I got into yoga, meditation, crystals, yeah. all of that, crystals. being vegetarian, nice. all of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I kind of like completely changed my life because before that and it was also my environment who I surrounded myself with. OK. But before that, you know, I was just going out all the time like and I was still young and, mm-hmm. you know, young people. We are kind of like it's OK to do that. Correct. Yeah so i i got into all of this in my early 20s and then after i had my son i was in a kind of like a rough spot I, th- I believe I was going through postpartum depression. Yeah. Um, I was actually, my whole environment changed. Actually, my son's father, he actually went through kind of like a mental breakdown as well. And okay. uh, it was just so much going on. And I was just a new mom. And I'm like, oh, how, how am I going to survive this? How am I yeah. going to do this? So I actually incorporated everything I have learned and then kept learning. Mm-hmm. So it really helped me out during a rough time in my life. Okay. and. And I want to teach those tools to kids when they do go through that rough time. And it's not going to be once or twice throughout their lifetime. It's good. it's all the time. We're, we're yeah. always learning lessons. Yeah. So just having that too was very just crucial, you know, to my uplifting.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 It definitely has that quality to make you feel better. And also, you know, not just make you feel better, but make you understand the situation that you are in. Because you're not like, oh, I'm in a crappy situation. I want to feel better. Of course you want to feel better. Mm-hmm. But you're able to make better decisions while you're in a situation that isn't easy to make decisions in. Right. Uh, what are some of the stories the could tell you? is there Has anyone come up to you and said like, oh, my God, you'll never guess what happened. I used mindfulness, and it worked. Oh,
3: <laughs> so I have some kids that actually teach there. Before we end the sessions, we encourage them like, "Hey, I want you to go teach so- at least one person. Ooh, okay. You know, go back home and teach your mom, your whoever it is, whoever mm-hmm. you live with." And I remember one of my students; she was so excited. She taught her mom how to meditate oh, cute. and <laughs> not meditate, but breathe properly. Okay. And I feel like. Doing this work, you find out a lot of people think they're breathing properly. They really don't. I do not focus on their breathing. Mm -hmm. I didn't focus on my breathing, but just. Yeah, it just automatically happens. I don't Mm -hmm. have to focus. Right, exactly. (laughs) So just being aware of the present moment, just being in the present moment. And it's how Holistic Life trains us to teach belly breathing. So you inhale and just use your imagination mm-hmm. and your belly rises. And when you exhale, your belly falls flat. Mm-hmm. So kind of just like repeating that. And I remember after I took my training with Holistic Life Foundation, before that actually wasn't breathing properly. It took me about, <laughs> I actually timed it out. It took me five months for me to breathe properly, just on my own without subconsciously, I guess. Yeah.
0: Well, and what's crazy about that is you would have never known unless you somehow were integrating yourself into a process that showed you how to breathe. Right. You know, yes. you would just never would have thought like I'm breathing wrong or I'm not breathing fully. Mm-hmm. Okay, breathing is one of those weird things where it's just you're like, oh, I'm doing it. Don't worry about it. it feels so automatic, but when you are able to take control of it and to be mindful of the moment of breathing. I think that's the biggest part of mindfulness is coming back to the breath because it's something you do continuously, no matter what. And you need to do it. And breath is like such a good regulator for well-being.
3: Right. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. I feel like you've sort of spoke to this a little bit, but how has the practice of mindfulness and or yoga benefited your life?
3: Yeah, like I said, it helped me through like a rough stage in my life and also, just being aware and being in the present moment, especially with my son, you know, mm, people tell oh, you, cute. <laughs> people tell oh. you, oh, it's going to fly by. And it really does fly by. Yeah. Like, he's three years old now. It feels like I just had him. And just being in <laughs> the present moment, just like, oh, you are three years old right now. You are doing this. And just being aware and just mm-hmm. watching him instead of falling into like a daily ritual. Yeah. Like, we wake up, we do this and keep going on our day. I actually just sit down and I'm in the moment with him mm-hmm. and I'm happy because I'm like, wow, I'm like, I'm really here. Like him and I are here. Uh, We're connecting at this yeah. second <laughs> and just, yeah, just being aware.
0: Yeah. I kind of feel like having a little boo boo next to you is, <laughs> is like such a good practice yes. of being present because mm-hmm. there's that kid is nothing but present.
3: Exactly. You know? Yes.
0: That seems kind of crazy.
3: And that goes into any relationship, just like with my parents, any relationship being present. I think that's the main thing for me.
0: Yep. There is never a moment where being authentically present will harm you. Correct. Why not develop this skill and move Mm -hmm. forward with that? So it's very cool. How do you define mindfulness? What does it mean to you?
3: How do I define mindfulness? I always love
0: everyone's different perspective on it.
3: I feel like mindfulness is ultimately goes back to just being present, just yep. being in the present moment, just being mindful of what you're doing, mm-hmm. but, um, not worrying about the past or focusing on the future. Yeah. Just being present, you know, just easier said than done, I feel mm-hmm. like, especially in today's society. Yeah,
0: we're super easily distracted. We have many different ways to be distracted. Yes. <laughs> and even our emotions can be distracting Mm -hmm. And the fact that they're triggered by like devices or things being said, but being able to have a tool to regulate your emotions is a really good thing to have. Yes. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to say about the HLF program? (laughs) Um, That's just a, that's an extra credit question. Yeah.
3: Right. Do I get one point? (laughs) (laughs) I will give
0: you two points.
3: (laughs) I would say, holistic life foundation they have going through their training through their workforce development it really did help me just being more having like kind of like hands-on because before yeah. that it was kind of like book work or online mm. research I like was self-studied
1: yes okay.
3: or i would like join their one free trial of yoga you know mm. at the yoga studios so holistic life foundation it kind of was like my hands-on Work and just working with the kids at the camp with Holistic Me camp it was kind of like hands on and it really I was kind of halfway there just you know doing my research but once I got surrounded myself with all the mm-hmm. kids and just all the positivity they brought into my life yeah. I'm like okay I'm here to say this is what I want to do I want to help this is my purpose in life <laughs>
2: cool all right so
3: yes incorporating everything and
0: awesome well that's our time okay and i really appreciate you speaking with me it's always fun to get a unique perspective and it's just uh it just sounds really good of how mindfulness has benefited you and it just sounds like it's going to keep benefiting you and plus you've taken on a teacher volunteer role and where you're teaching others empowering them and it's just it's just the goodness just keeps spreading Mm -hmm. and i just really appreciate you for that so thank you for speaking with me yeah
3: thank you thanks (laughs)
0: On behalf of the Naropa community, thank you for listening to Mindful You, the official podcast of Naropa University. Check us out at www.naropa.edu or follow us on social media for more updates.